Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is Carlos, CEO of GA Air Capital. Welcome aboard to our weekly podcast here live from Medellin, Colombia, uh, here at my dad's house, uh, here to visit family. And I want to give a special shout out. As you know, yesterday, October 17th, was our five-year anniversary of our company. Very exciting stuff. Thank you so much, guys, for the feedback and the love. Without you guys, our company does not exist. Your support, you listen to the podcast, your likes, DMs, messages. That's what it's all about, guys. Your support is what makes this all possible. So again, big, big gratitude shout out to our clients, our students, and of course, our team. So uh, again, just wanted to say that one more time. Can't say that enough, guys. So let's go ahead and talk about the week that we had. Uh, First things first, let's take a look at how the Dow closed today on Friday. Uh, down 255 points, almost about 1%. Uh, big laggards today were j and I'm going to get that total for you. Uh, Johnson & Johnson due to the asbestos issue with the top powder. And uh, Boeing. Boeing was the big loser. So let's go ahead and go over what was the winners and losers. I could just get this going. Boeing was down about 6.79%. Keep in mind, they're the heaviest weighted uh, stock in the Dow. And then you have Johnson Johnson down about 6.22%. American Express down about 2%. They had earnings that beat, but obviously not enough for, for uh, investors to buy in. Uh, winners this week, uh, today, excuse me, Coca-Cola was up 1.841%. Uh, they had a they met expectations on their quarter, and Verizon up about 1%. AT&T also gained as well. Uh, so again, telecoms were up nicely. Uh, also, losers today, uh, tech. We saw a lot of rotation out of tech into financials. Netflix down about 6.1%. Retraced all that gain from the earnings report on, I believe it was Wednesday. And uh, you also had, is it Netflix that was down? And Micron was down 4.4%. Baidu was down 3.6%. And seeing how we close today, the S&P down about 11 points at 29.86. The 3,000 level is a very heavy resistance level. Uh, it's been peaking above it. Remember, all-time highs is 30.24. I would say if we can kind of break that, then we could start going some long. But right now, we're stuck in the channel. So I would just hold on here. Uh, NASDAQ uh, closed at 80, 89, down about 0.83%. The Russell 2000 closed about 0.41%, while the VIX was up about 3.34%. Pretty light, considering about a 255-point drop in the Dow. So right now, the VIX is around the uh, 14 handle. Uh, Keep in mind, just FYI, Dow Jones for the week. Basically flat, 0.17%. Monday, down 30 points. Tuesday, up 237. Wednesday, down 22. Thursday, up 23. Friday, down 256. So back and forth we go. Uh, Let me go ahead and get the numbers for the S&P for you while I look it up on my iPad because I am traveling and I didn't bring my MacBook. Uh, Let's see here. S&P. All right, the S&P is still up 19% year to date. And for the five-day change, is up about half a percent. Remember, if you're wondering why, why is the S&P up for the Dow's down? Uh, the Dow is down because of Boeing and J&J. There are Dow components, and it's a weighted index. S&P 500 is 500 stocks in the United States. Monday down about four handles. Tuesday up 29. Wednesday down six. Thursday up eight. Friday down 11. So up about 0.54% for the week. So that's what we have for the week. Let's go ahead and take a look at uh, what else we got. The Dow was the worst performer, as we talked about, uh, basically from what we got from the U.S.-China trade deal last Friday. Dow is red from that day, but everything else is green, NASDAQ and the uh, S&P. 
Uh, again, that five, that 3,000 level is very hard to hold. Keep an eye on that one. Treasury yields ended the week mixed with long and underperforming. The dollar is down seven out of eight last days, four days in a row this week. Worst week since June. Down three weeks in a row. Worst three worst three day week drops since January for our forex guys. And the cable, which is the pound pound dollar, has actually closed around the 129 handle. We got we were as low on the 14th around 125.50. So ever since that bounce, if you were long the pound, you made some money with all that Brexit stuff. And cryptos, pretty much a mixed week. Ripple up notably, and Bitcoin and the rest of the altcoins lower. So Ripple has been the one to the upside. And Bitcoin ended the week below 8,000, around 7,948. Looks like support on a six-week chart is right around 7,800. As you know, we do own Bitcoin, and we are long Bitcoin forever. We're just holding on to it. And that's where we are for the week. Let's go ahead and see... There's some of your questions here. And uh, basically, people were asking, well, why is the market lowered uh, today? Uh, the Chinese GDP came in weaker than expected. That could have brought it a little lower. But for the most part, we had a big rise last week. So again, things don't hold up forever. And that S&P 500 level is very crucial on SPX on your ticker symbol. SPX telling you guys, that 3,000 level is very heavy. So you're going to have to take a look at that on a daily chart. And you can see, I'll bring up a daily chart on my screen. Obviously, you can't see it. 3,027 is the all-time high. Again, we've had almost a triple top now. If we reject this level on S&P at 3,000, that'll be considered a triple top, and then your range will be back down between 2,900 and 2,800. So again, if you are looking at a daily chart, 2,940 will be your next support. Then below that will probably be 2,814. So if you're an S&P trader, SPY trader, that's the levels you want to take a look at. Uh, I have not bought any SPY or Qs this week or traded this week. The moves have been individual names. Individual names like Roku. So I'll tell you exactly what moved this week that we played. We played Apple. We played AMD twice. We played Roku twice. We played Facebook. Actually, we did play Qs, excuse me. And that's about it. And Netflix. That's about it. That's all we played. Netflix, we got out the same day. We had the 270 puts. I put them on Instagram. Guys, remember, I'm putting them on Instagram. If you don't follow us on Instagram, it's at GAR Capital. Uh, there's one trade you want to take a look at that I went ahead and posted. It's the uh, Apple chart, the one hour, 20 day chart. And you can see an ascending triangle on the one hour as we closed. Uh, let me go ahead and get the current levels on Apple. Uh, let's see on the one hour chart, bring it up here. looks like we did reject that two, 237.50 level. And we're back down to 236.32. So about a buck away from the, from the day's highs. Uh, we did tap new all time highs last week right around 238.29. Uh, that was actually on Monday, 238.29, we tapped it. So again, the one hour chart is showing a, in a nice ascending triangle, the 240 and a 242.50 calls for next week look very interesting. But keep in mind guys, you have to go by your risk tolerance. You gotta see exactly how many contracts you're gonna trade and do your own research. It's not a trade recommendation. Of course, you wanna go ahead and do your own research. But again, this will, I like this trade here because uh, Apple doesn't report till October 30th. So, so you don't have any to worry about those earning volatility there like you did on Netflix this week. So just keep an eye there. I think we're going to get a nice little run up until we get the report next week. We are stuck in a little bit of a channel here. 234 looks to be support. 238.29, of course, resistance. I think we break above that. And uh, I am long calls on the 240s for Apple. And I do own stock as well. So let's go ahead and answer some questions here. Uh, you answer, you ask questions on Instagram. 
for the podcast. We're going to go and answer. All right. So here's the question here. Uh, please, this is from Devo. Devo, excuse me. Please explain in layman terms what is options. Okay, options is basically pieces of paper that we trade, like stocks. But these are just contracts, options contracts. We're just trading it with other individuals, other traders. That with an option contract, it gives you the right, but not the obligation to exercise to get options to get the actual stock. Each contract is worth 100 shares. So again, you could trade it back and forth, and you can exercise it. It gives you, it's a derivative of the stock. It's not exactly the stock itself. You don't have any ownership unless you exercise it. So all we do is trade pieces of paper back and forth with other speculators throughout the day. So think of it that way. That's all you're doing. Uh, Steven asks, why did the market sell so much today? Maybe we went over that already. Uh, China did fall uh, a little bit due to that GDP number that came in weaker than expected. Also, you're going to get a little bit of a cool down in regards to the China trade war. And then also, guys, keep in mind, buybacks are slowing down. Buybacks were propping this market a little bit. So, again, also the Fed liquidity issue with the repo market, that seems to, that seems to hurt. But, again, guys, markets just don't go straight up. That S&P level, I'm telling you, got 3026, needs to be broken. If not, we're going to get a triple top there. And it doesn't look good. So, I'd hate to be long this market on the S&P. So, I'd rather just play individual names for the most part. Again, your Apple's. Uh, again, you can short the Netflix, Boeing. Those guys are going to pay out more than just owning the indices or an E-mini futures contract because you're not getting enough movement. But if you want to take a look at the S&P, ever since August, we've had almost a triple bottom and a double top. So again, you're not getting the exact same uh, textbook moves that you can't that you would think. So keep in mind, 29.86, we're about what one and a half percent, maybe one percent from all-time highs. Do you really want to buy at these at these levels? I wouldn't recommend it. Uh, what do you, what uh, Black Black Global says? What do you say stocks are better than real estate? Just curious. Um, I don't think you have to have one or the other. You can have both. Stocks are again just ownerships of, of companies. You get dividends off it, and uh, again you get more explosive growth. Real estate. There's a couple of ways to play real estate. You can flip real estate. You can get cash flow real estate. So really up to you. Uh, I can't necessarily say one is better than the other. I'd rather you have both. Have a stock portfolio. Own some real estate. And uh, again, pick and choose. You don't have to. Uh, what's easier? I mean, can't say better or easier because that's really up to the person. I mean, if you're a person that prefers real estate being a landlord, that's for you. If you're a person that likes to do research and hold stock long term and earn dividends or trade it, that's you too. Doesn't mean you're necessarily better or smarter than a real estate investor or they're smarter than you. And uh, next one, Human asks, volume, volume, volume. Well, yes, volume is very key. And if you want to know exactly what we look for, when it comes to options, you want to go, let's say, for example, let's go to Netflix. Let's go to Netflix options chain together. Uh, I'm just going and clicking options here. Let's go to October 25th. And you could take a look at the volume. So what stands out to you if you look at it with me? You have basically both sides playing here. The 270s have 7,600 volume. This is the 270 puts. And the 290 calls have 7,863. So you really don't have one or the other. You have both sides playing here for next week in regards to Netflix. So usually what we have is called a call put ratio. Sometimes it's two to one, which means to lean more bullish, or one to two, which means more bearish. But right now we're almost at an even. So it's kind of like even odds in a roulette table, black and red. I mean, you have to go by the charts here. And if we look at the charts on Netflix, 275.30, I'm looking at a daily chart. Looks pretty bad, but we did have an ascending triangle, which broke. To the upside on the daily broke back down and reverted back to that level 
of two, nearly 272, 275 now, 272.47 tends to be very strong support. If we're going to go ahead in an hourly chart, which is personally what I look at, you can see it's just really ugly. But 272.47 is absolutely crucial. I would like the 270 puts for next week. I did play those, and I did get paid out today 40%. If I would have held, I would have made a little more. But OPEX day, day of on Friday, I'm not a fan of Fridays. So, again, it just adds more risk to you that is unnecessary. Get your position, get your target, and get the hell out. The longer you're there, the more you're risking your money to be lost. Keep that in mind. And then I got one more question here from Greco saying, ICPT long. ICPT. Let's see if I can find that. I don't even know what that is. Intercept Pharmaceuticals. Okay. 65.07 a share. Uh, it is up after hours. And let's take a look at a couple of things here. Let's look at the nook of the news. Uh, nothing really it says here. Intercept that's in December twenty, September twenty seventh. Uh, Intercept Pharmaceutical submits new drug application to FDA for albutalic acid with patients with fibrosis. Okay, I don't play drug companies because you're not going to get a lot of options. But again, I'm looking at the options chain here. There is zero volume out there, so you can't trade it. If you want to own it, fine. Let's take a look at the chart together. I have not researched them, so take that with a grain of salt. Looks like on a daily chart, very bearish. You can see that it's trying to carve out a bottom at 60. If it got broke above 70, maybe I'd probably go along if you wanted to buy the stock. And then 90 seems to be the next uh, level of, of um, the mean, the average level. So again, I don't have on the iPad moving averages. I'm very limited, as you know, on this thing. So again, break above 70, maybe clear 72 to confirm. Then you could probably go long here. Negative uh, price to earnings, negative EPS. I don't know nothing about this company. Just looking at a chart here. Yeah, I mean, I can't really say with a good conscience buy here. Unless there's something you don't that I, you know that I don't know, uh, Greg. I would just say wait for 72 maybe. But again, if you really believe in this company and, and when it comes to uh, pharmaceuticals, just be very careful the way you play it. Don't expect home runs every time, those little penny stocks, that when they have FDA approval, they soar. And those are very hard to come by, unless you know something. All right, so that's where we are for this week. Uh, we basically went eight for eight in trading. So congratulations to everybody. Hey, guys, I apologize about that. I think I got cut off because I'm using the, uh, the Anchor app recording with my AirPods. So I may have gotten cut off. Uh, we were talking about earnings. So maybe if we got cut off, let me go ahead and read them to you again. If you're playing earnings this week, these are the names. McDonald's, MCD, Boeing, Tesla, AT&T, Amazon, CMG, which is Chipotle, Twitter, Verizon, Visa, 3M, and Procter & Gamble. So keep that in mind. When you're playing these, do not gamble. I, would, I, don't, I don't recommend you guys buy options ahead of time to play the lottos. Be very careful. Wait for it, then respond. Look at Netflix. It went up after hours and then tanked the next day. So your, pre, your premiums can get smoked very, very quickly. I just really, really want to reiterate that guys so when it comes to earnings again it just gives you opportunities after not before so think that in the back of your head so with that being said we'll leave it there i apologize for the disconnect there have a great rest of your weekend guys we'll catch you next week for the weekly podcast my name is carlos garcia founder and ceo uh any questions feel free to email us uh find us on twitter and instagram at gar capital happy five-year anniversary to our team we'll catch you guys next week